Hit me with it. Lay it on me. Slap me across the face with it. Nope. Auto loading save game data. Do not touch the memory card or the power button. Welcome back to Greetings and salutations, fellow gamers, journeymen on the long quest ahead of us. I am your host, Jared Dubay Gerardo, one of the fingers of the black hand that feeds, and I am joined by the wretch from the f- fiery pits, Patrick Reese, gamer man himself. How's it feel? My man or a wretch? I don't know. These are uh, this is a philosophical question I have to ask myself daily. Also, this is all unsafe progress will be lost. This is a quick save. It is February 24th, 2022. The elm, the eve of Elden Ring, is upon us. Sure is. Now, Patrick, uh, you, uh, you, your Elden Ring comes out in... Less than two hours. About an hour and a half. Now, you've played Elden Ring. You, you played the network test. Yes, I played the technical test. Yeah, so you have an idea of what you're in for. I hadn't touched the thing until uh, four hours ago, really. I um, I have a little bit of an idea of what I'm in for. Um, not... Too much. Um, for the record, I thought the technical test was already pretty big, and then yeah. people are saying that the technical test is like not even like a tenth of the game. Whoa! And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, boy, howdy!" That's pretty big. Yeah. Whoa. Um. So the review embargo for Elden Ring was lifted um, a couple mm-hmm. days ago, and so far. Um, they like review copies only came out a week before the game, so uh, basically in a week, um, I've only seen one reviewer who's actually finished the game, and it was that's crazy. It was the guy who reviewed it for IGN. He's the only one who's rolled credits on it, and he still played the game for ninety-seven hours. Holy shit. In a week. In a week, that's insane. You have to understand. Are we talking like five days or seven days? Uh, seven days. Seven days, still. That's like... The embargo was lifted uh, a week after they got their copies, so... It's like over 50% of every... Of your entire week. That's like... Nuts, dude. A full-time... That's like two full-time jobs. Yeah, he's, um... If you think about it. He's a salaried employee, and uh, he. Jesus. Th- I think they're giving him like paid days. He took like paid days off after he was finished, just to like recuperate. Um, My lord. This game is huge, man. Like people. This game has gotten tens across the board as well. This is about. one of the best reviewed games 
of all time. That's insane. Like, ever. Um, I don't know if it still is, but on at least the day or two following the lift of the embargo, Elden Ring literally was the highest rated game of all time on Open Critic. And um, I believe it sits in like the top 10 at least on Metacritic. So that's that's kind of the monster we're dealing we're dealing with yeah. with Elden Ring. So that's that's the kind of game Elden Ring is. This is like this is a legitimate case for people saying this is one of the best games ever made. Period. Dark Souls meets Breath of the Wild. You know what I'm saying? Dark Souls meets Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. It's uh, <laughs> we we live in a post Breath of the Wild society. Which means every open world game that comes out has to be compared to Breath of the Wild. And by the time you hear this, it's going to be a post-Elden Ring world, which is... Really weird to think about, right? Yeah. Formerly un- formally unveiled in 2019, uh, went through long periods with no information whatsoever, and then at the Game Awards last year, you're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> Elden Ring, February 2022. <laughs> and, um... And yeah, here we are, February 2022. <laughs> here we are. It is the end of February 2022. Elden Ring has already been available in certain regions of the world for a number of hours now. And, like my uh, region, for example. Yeah, like Jared's region. No. New Zealand got it first, as I, if I remember right. Ah, those fucking Kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, listen. The thing is, I'm, uh, I'm not going to talk about my experience with Elden Ring yet. I'm only three hours in. Um... I want to save my thoughts for the next podcast we do when I've uh, sufficiently sunk my teeth in deep enough because I'm still in the, you know, the, the, what's it, what's the, the honeymoon phase, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought in the meantime, instead of doing a whole big production news, good news, bad news. Uh, funny shit, elephant in the room, NFT corner, the works, the real jalopy. Let's just do a quick save because we introduced quick saves to uh make this whole process a little easier on ourselves. We can just talk. Yeah, we can just have quick saves when we want. And uh, the best thing about being your own uh creative director, we can just do this. It's true. And um, this week's quick save is uh some tips tricks friendly advice um from souls veterans from souls veterans patrick (laughs) Uh, jared and i have played every souls game we've beaten every souls game at least once except for sekiro i haven't beat sekiro i still can't get behind calling sekiro a soulsborne game i don't know Oh well, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people do, but I've never seen it as one. Even though it takes a few elements, I just feel yeah. like it's so fundamentally removed. Okay, well, but that makes me feel a little better. Either because, I mean, uh, that's just one man's opinion, obviously. <laughs> um, it's people trying to fit in everything under the Soulsborne umbrella. They're like Souls, Born, Shadow, Sekiro, <laughs> Sekiro, Soulsborne. Yeah, it's like. Uh, Sekiro Olsborn. Seki Olsborn Seki Ring. Seki Olsborn um, Ring. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Jared and I are huge fans of the Souls series. Um, we've played it a lot, and 
a lot of people are looking at Elden Ring as maybe being their first foray into this genre slash loose franchise. Um, it's definitely looking to be more approachable than some others, but still, you know, yeah. Jared and I thought it would be fun to do this. I will, uh, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about Elden Ring, but I will say that, at least from what I've played so far, it is it does seem more approachable than the others. Yeah. In my opinion, every Souls game has the same level of approachability. It just depends on which one is the, the one that, like, you know, to, to, I guess, to use a borrow a turn of phrase pops your cherry so yeah like draws you in or yeah so like once you get it like once you understand what souls is yeah then i feel like every other game is just kind of comes naturally from there for sure if you if you've played one um mm -hmm. you kind of have a general idea of like the core elements that make up the other games regardless of intricacies like obviously like you know, you would be stupid to say that Bloodborne is like Dark Souls overall, but there is a lot of overlap there, and it's there intentional. Is, yeah. Um, Bloodborne definitely does its own thing. It wants you to play it a certain way, and that way is actually really fun, and I think it makes going back to the other games more enjoyable. Yeah. Because once you get used to the Bloodborne playstyle, that kind of makes... You can kind of take that play style into the other Souls games. A little bit, yeah. Um, Bloodborne actively encourages you to play extremely fast and aggressive. Um, the rebound mechanic literally gives you health back if you can yeah. damage enemies before it expires. There are no shields. Almost all armors have the exact same defensive stats, except for a couple particulars. It's yeah. just, it's dodge and hit and play as fast as, as you can. As your tiny little heart can. Um, a lot of people consider Bloodborne to be one of the harder games. Um, especially if you previously played the, the Souls games that came before it because it is so at odds, um, with the other's playstyles. Um, mm. I thought Bloodborne... I actually fell right into Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne yep. was, like, the... Other than, like, Dark Souls 3, I think Bloodborne was the fastest first clear I've ever had in a... I think that, uh... The thing about Bloodborne, the only wall I feel like I ever hit in that game was Gascoigne. Bloodstar Beast. Oh, yeah, and Bloodstar Beast. I actually didn't struggle too much with Gascoigne, but Bloodstar Beast beat my ass for, yeah. like, three days. Bloodstarved Beast teaches you how to parry, though. Yeah, like. Bloodstarved Beast definitely teaches you a lot about um, visceral attacks. Um, yeah, <laughs> also visceral attacks, and it wants you to it wants you to end the fight as fast as you can. Oh yeah, for sure, and that's it kind also, of incorporates the poison, you know. Oh yeah, and that's also the the first fight I feel like where you can really get a lot of mileage out of pungent blood cocktails. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, we, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's let's take it back to basics. Let's dial it back. All right. Souls like, get, so, I mean, Soulsborne. Souls like games are not soul. Whatever. Doesn't you, matter. You know the drill. Soulsborne <laughs> games, Dark Souls, 
What is Dark Souls? Well, if I had to describe it to someone uh, who played video games before, I would say it's a it's a Zelda-like Metroidvania game. Uh, maybe? None of these words mean anything anymore. <laughs> Soulsborne games are just really dense action RPG games with uh, uh, a lot of menus. But once you get the hang of it, it's really fun. And this episode, we're going to teach you how to get the hang of it with some good old tips and tricks. Like we're Game Informer in 1999. <laughs> Teaching you how to unlock Akuma in Resident Evil 2, except it was a ruse. Yes, you will not be unlocking Akuma in any of these games, unfortunately. But this advice is no ruse. I have a, a list. I have uh, 10 tips, top 10 tips curated a curated list um and patrick feel free to interject feel free to add your own tips sure um here's the here's number one and i think the easiest one i think everyone was expecting this uh you're gonna die a lot and you're gonna have to get used to it yeah um i feel like every game it reinforces this idea Every game has a boss that is insurmountable at first. Mostly every game has a boss that will kill you at least once. Or, like, is designed to kill you at least once. Uh, and, you know, some, some players get it right away. Some players get kind of frustrated and fall off. That's to be expected. Just, you, you just have to, like, get used to it. This is all I'll say. Yeah. I, I will say, um, yeah, death comes, especially in the early hours, death comes swiftly and often, yeah. and as discouraging as that can be, um, I wouldn't let it deter you too much, because a lot of your early deaths will simply be from a lack of experience and knowledge. Yeah. Um, the the games are a bit obtuse they are intentionally a bit esoteric in the way that their systems work um it's okay you're not bad <laughs> if you die repeatedly to the opening boss like it's fine it's not for everybody but i do encourage you to stick with it because the sense of accomplishment that you will feel when you do finally clear that first hurdle is amazing mm -hmm. uh, and it's totally worth it for me at least i feel like i didn't really get dark souls until i beat the uh the taurus the taurus demon mm -hmm. the second boss um for some reason that was just the one that gave me a lot of trouble at first now i can beat it no problem i can beat it with my my eyes closed right. with one hand, but like for 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 like a first time player, that thing kicked my ass. Yeah, like repeatedly, and I it discouraged me. And I was like, man, if I can't even beat the second boss, like how am I gonna, you know, how am I gonna approach the rest of this game? There is a trick. There 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 will be like tips and tricks, other tips and tricks, obviously, that you can look up on how to approach a boss fight. Um, obviously, I can like you know. Pay attention to your surroundings. Uh, don't be afraid to lose the lock-on every now and again. Just kind of free camera it, you know? That mm -hmm. might be a little difficult, but you will get used to it. 
Um, be risky. You know, be ballsy. Yeah. That was my first tip, though. Sure. Um, good, good first tip. Thanks. I was trying. I mean, I'm trying to like think for for someone who hasn't played these games before. Like, what's the most important thing? And and really, you know, from game to game, I could tell you like in Dark Souls One, always pick the master key so you can just skip the sewers. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so you could skip Blight Town, basically. Yeah. Like yeah, just just yeah, just take the master key, skip that whole headache. Yeah. But on a broad scale, Soulsborne games kind of have uh, not like again, one one game you'll play, just pick a game, fucking throw a dart at a, at a board or something, pick a game play it and then you will go into every souls game with that prior knowledge you'll understand what the game is you'll know how to move you'll know how to manage your inventory etc etc yeah here's one of the things actually that really does help my second tip don't always wear the heaviest armor <laughs> that's what i actually didn't think of yeah this one I felt like it was really important because um, mobility in these games is really important. If you're wearing heavy armor, if you're overburdened, your equip load is like... There's a, there's a whole science to it and it varies from game to game, so definitely look it up. But generally, as long as you're under 50% item burden, you can tell by like looking at your equipment status, it should tell you like how much weight you can carry. As long as you keep that number like say it's like 50 or whatever as long as you keep it under 25 you're probably gonna have like a a, a faster uh dodge roll yeah that's super super important later on because you do need mobility in these games mm -hmm. i don't know how people can play these games with like a full havel set and just fat roll everywhere i can't do it <laughs> yeah dodging is always better than attempting to tank the damage yeah um and i guess in in that regard um sort of similar don't always feel the need to like cower behind your shield um yes absolutely use it when you need to like like you know i mean you don't have to equip a shield at all if you don't want to but sure um definitely like don't try and block everything with your shield mostly because a lot of shields don't block 100 percent of damage yeah which by the way you can check that when you, when you go to your equipment screen you can check how much damage your shield like yeah. the other thing too is like blocking attacks takes a lot of stamina yeah um more stamina than it would take than to just dodge out of the way and yeah additionally blocking doesn't leave you as ready to counterattack. so don't true always wear the heaviest armor even if you think like the defensive stats are worth it and don't always feel the need to cower behind your shield Maybe learn to parry, though. Yeah, you should definitely try parrying. Um, yeah. Parrying in every game is different from one another. The windows are a bit different. Some games are more generous than others about it. Um, yeah. But parrying is pretty valuable. You can parry 
probably a lot more attacks than you think you can. Absolutely. Um, some boss encounters even are absolute jokes if you learn how to parry them. Mm -hmm. Um, and this kind of ties back to not being discouraged when you die because let's be honest, like everybody who's played Dark Souls has died because they missed a parry. Um, so it's just yeah, it's just something you gotta you gotta learn from your mistakes. You'll you'll figure it out. Every yeah. death in Dark Souls is a learning experience, and very few deaths in Dark Souls are unfair. Um, yeah, but they can be bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there is a distinct difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's usually fair most of the time, but it can also be bullshit sometimes. Um. A tip that I sort of have is just take your time. Like, okay. just observe enemies for a little bit. If you come across an enemy that you haven't seen before, um, just kind of wait around, kite it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. See what it does, get a feel for its attacks. See if you can... Um, if you walk back far enough, will it stop following you? Because yeah. there are some enemies in some games that are like that. Yeah, you can definitely check their aggro. Um, yeah. Just be, just be a scientist. Approach it scientifically. Yeah. You know? Be be a little Norman Osborn. Just uh, just take your time. It's like a huge part of Souls games is understanding attack patterns, like knowing what's coming, recognizing animations. Um, that's really important to surviving yes. and i feel like if you just rush into every room going you know all gung-ho about it ready to swing your sword as soon as you run in um you'll die a lot more than you should because you just were being careless yeah so just take your time and don't be afraid to explore off the beaten path um there are a lot of hidden areas or just areas that lead to different places that are worth checking out you might run into something that's way too strong for you but you have that knowledge now and it's mm -hmm. always worth knowing as much as you can about the environment um if for no other reason than because souls games consistently have some of the best level and environment design uh in the industry <laughs> um it's fun to explore them and usually exploring them leads to valuable crafting resources or even sometimes new npcs um so it's always worth taking your time looking around a little bit you know just be thorough yeah who knows what you might find off the beaten path my third tip was um really a continuation of my second tip uh learn the dodge roll timing that's it just <laughs> just know what your your iframes are learn to dodge so there's gonna there's always a a very specific timing that you have to memorize for your dodge rolls and if you if you can memorize that that like those few frames when you're invincible 
Like, you can literally become untouchable. You can become- you can break the game. By just going fucking apeshit with your rolls. Yeah. And I'm serious. You can you can dodge literally every attack. You can... I, in fact, you can dodge through arrows. You can dodge forward into arrows and, and not take any damage. You can dodge into uh, uh, swords and not take any damage. You just have to get the timing down. And create. you can create your own uh, openings like this. It's really neat. Uh, definitely something I did learn from Bloodborne as well. Also because Bloodborne um, doesn't give you a dodge roll unless you are not locked on to an enemy. Which again, locking on to enemies can be useful. Do not use it as a crutch. Uh, you you definitely want to have a little more freedom in, in some areas of the game. Especially if you're dealing with more than one enemy. Breaking that lock on super important. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Actually, here's another one. I just want to throw this out here. Okay. If there's an enemy in your path, and you don't like them that much, run past them. Just run past them, yeah. Just run past them. You can run past a surprising amount of enemies in Dark Souls. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't, you don't need to fight them. This can come back and bite you, but some enemies just run by them. Do not even bother. Yeah. And do not worry because it is a valid tactic. Just nobody, nobody's gonna look down at you for running past enemies. Yeah, like Miyazaki's not gonna kick down your front door and be like, "Huh?" Like <laughs> you'll be. You didn't kill every enemy. You didn't wipe the squad. Come on. <laughs> you'll be okay. In fact, you'll be fine. As you get more experienced or as you become higher level, um, a lot of enemies are just nuisances that you probably won't feel compelled to deal with, and you'll just run past most of them anyway. So yeah. Valid, valid tactic. Running around enemies or away from enemies is never a bad idea. Um, another sort of, another sort of hot, hot tip for beginner, beginner Souls players: uh, try magic. Try magic, sure. Um, magic, traditionally speaking, lets you play safer and further away and more um, out of danger than most other playstyles in Souls games. Um, and some, I mean, you can do thing, all kinds of things with the different kinds of magic. You can heal yourself, you can shoot giant laser beams, you can throw fireballs and all this other stuff. Um, if you're struggling uh, with like melee combat or you feel intimidated by, you know, needing to be so close to aggressive enemies, try magic. Throw a soul arrow. See how you sure. like it. Soul arrows kind of hit. You know? They do be hitting. Next tip. Always go for the backstab. <laughs> yeah. This one is, is, is uh, even today, is my, is my uh, MO when I'm going up against enemies I don't know. Get behind them. Go for the backstab. Always applicable. And if you're playing Bloodborne, go for the Visceral. Since Bloodborne doesn't have backstabs. Go for the Visceral. Yeah. Another thing. Tip number six. Two-hand your weapons. 
<laughs> You're thinking of some really good tips that I didn't even think of. Uh, yeah, two-handing weapons, smart tactic. Uh, you get more damage, you get a unique moveset. Um, two-handing a lot of weapons, uh, you're able to stagger a lot of enemies that way. Um, for the first game in particular, like if you're playing Dark Souls for the first time, uh, go to, like as soon as you get to Firelink Shrine, go off to the left into the graveyard, ignore all the skeletons, go to the big grave, like the big gravestone, sort of in the middle back, grab the Zweihander, uh, get the requisite <laughs> stats, two-hand it, and then just do the two-hand two power attack. You will literally yep. pancake just about every enemy in the game, and the enemies who are not flattened and left open for another attack will be staggered and still left open for another attack. I cannot stress enough how like new player friendly just two-handing this Vihander in the first Dark Souls is. Yeah, um and then uh then spec into Chaos Vihander. Yeah. Plus five. And then just yeah, just go crazy. <laughs> um I cannot stress this enough. Like oftentimes I've heard this a lot. One of the most intimidating parts of the first Dark Souls and probably the part that makes most players give up is the Ornstein and Smell boss fight. Mm -hmm. If you two-hand this Vihander and just power attack, it's a fucking joke. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Play a Soulsborne game. <laughs> two hand that great sword. Two hand that great sword. Yesterday. Um, here's uh, another tip, not really combat oriented. This is just based on that one tweet I saw. I think was it Jason Schreier who posted it, or who was it? Talking about how there wasn't any like quest markers. <laughs> yeah, that's Jason Schreier, all right. Right. Okay. What a so... crazy amount of discourse that tweet generated. Yeah, um, let me just throw this out there. Uh, there's never been quest markers in in any any Souls games. Uh, uh, additionally, do not worry about doing side quests in air quotes because uh, they they're not like side quests in other games. <laughs> you don't really yeah. get that much for doing them, except for like watching uh, a character arc play out over the entire game some unique dialogue and like a really sad story most of the time <laughs> yeah this was something i brought up on twitter um quests in souls games are very non-traditional they're also really stupidly hard <laughs> the game doesn't give you any direction on what to do no ever 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 um Quests in Soulsborne games are never required to finish the game. They don't... I mean, sometimes they net you unique items or, like, maybe a jester or something. Yeah. Um, but th they're less quests and more like multi-stage mysteries that the player kind of solves sort of or organically. Yeah. 
I feel like it's just a series of random encounters that you might happen yeah. to I say find an NPC. I say solve, but it's not so much solve, especially your first time through, so much as you may, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Uh, that's the thing. It, it always feels like you're going to meet an NPC in some weird place and then you'll meet them again. And then, like, you know, it's maybe it's like a four-stage quest. You you meet this NPC, like, four times. But the third time, you're going to meet them in some place way far off the beaten path in, like, some secret area. And you may have had to have already triggered certain events that you weren't aware of. Yeah, it's this whole thing, and it's like, you ba look, basically what I'm trying to get across is do not worry about NPC quests, because don't worry about them unless, like, until your second playthrough or whatever. Yeah. Unless you, like, really care that much, because it's all just optional content, and it really doesn't matter at all. Um, the only th thing I would say in Demon Souls is, uh, who's that guy in the Nexus that you you ha gotta kill? Oh, um, <laughs> hang on. I know this. I I'm just gonna say that, I mean, this is a spoiler for Demon Souls, by the way, but if you're gonna play Demon Souls... Trust me, you, you're going to want to know this information. Yeah. Um, Yurt the Silent Chief. Yurt. Kill yeah. Yurt on yeah. sight. Kill That's Yurt not a joke. On sight. Kill him. I'm not trying to pull your leg or anything. Yeah. Literally kill him on sight. You will first meet him in the Tower of Latria. Literally kill him before you even let him go to the Nexus. Do not let him go to the Nexus. If you let Yurt the Silent Chief go to the Nexus, you still have time to kill him before it's too late. But if you do not <laughs> kill Yurt, he will begin to kill off valuable NPCs, including the Blacksmith. And NPCs in Dark Souls stay dead forever. So Yeah, don't 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 let Yurt into your Nexus. You'll know when you see him. He's got a pointy ass hat. Or yeah. helmet, rather. Also, his armor is very good, and uh, it's worth wearing, so. There you go. That's your advice. Do you have any more advice, Patrick? Any more tips you want to throw out there? I feel like I've been eating all the tips. Any more tips and tricks? Let us see. Uh, <laughs> Let's reach into the hat. Um, do... Do what you're doing now by listening to this episode and talk to other people who've played the games. Get some True. Get some feedback. See what's Talk to uh, your friends. See what's going on. If you know anybody else who's played a Souls game before, maybe ask them what's up. You know? Ask them what methods they use. Um, alternatively, no shame in consulting a guide. <laughs> um True. Yeah, do not feel like the, the, the feel Souls like you games have, to... have exhaustive wikis explaining all of the quests all of the weapons armor areas loot all that stuff yeah um like they they make guides for a reason guys <laughs> like <laughs> there is nothing wrong with consulting another person or the internet if you're having trouble with something you're not a lesser player of the soul series for consulting a guide and i would argue yeah. that most of the, a lot of things in the series you'll probably want a guide for anyway yeah um i usually just use the guides when i get stuck like in story progression yeah the game really does not uh make that kind of stuff clear 
for sure. Don't feel don't feel bad about using a guy, and if you have to, just you know, it's it is what it is. The games are convoluted, and nobody's gonna blame you for using a guide. Yeah. Also, read all the item descriptions. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, like. I usually don't, but I've been trying to do. I've been trying to get in the habit, you know. Sort of a not like essential tip, but I mean, if if you're interested in maybe learning more about the the world or the story or the the background of the games, reading the item descriptions is like the number one way to do that. That's where most of the lore of Dark Souls is derived is from item yeah. descriptions. Um. Hmm. Oh, oh. Yeah. What? Um, I don't know how it works in Elden Ring too much, because Elden Ring didn't really have this feature. Uh, but when you're just starting out leveling up, pick a couple of stats and run with it. Don't mm. diversify too hard. Um, yeah. Some stats are good for certain builds, and the rest will be completely useless. So think about yeah. the stats that you think matter most to you, and uh just focus on those if you're yeah. just starting out uh investing in your health and stamina are never bad ideas yeah. and then whatever stat is required for like the weapon that you're holding like whatever stat it scales with like let's say you have weapon scaling is always listed on item cards um mm -hmm. If you have a weapon that you really like that has, like, I don't know, A scaling in strength, pour your points into strength. Um, you know? I was gonna say, my eighth tip was, uh, don't, don't forget to upgrade your weapons out of Blacksmith. That and, too. And, uh, pay attention to weapon scaling, because that is actually super important. That too, uh, yeah. At least in, I know in Dark Souls, uh when you use a weapon infusion some of those uh weapon infusions will actively ruin your build if you've been specking into strength and dex yeah definitely pay attention to what uh infusions or upgrade paths will do um yeah more often than not most infusions will outright remove or lessen scaling in some stats to improve their scaling in other stats yeah so definitely pay attention to that because that can cause a lot of frustration and confusion if you have like no points in intelligence and you try to use uh if you like make a, a magic scaling weapon i'm sorry to say that your weapon is useless gets <laughs> uh the way it is the way the cookie crumbles. Just the way it is. Also, weapon infusion can usually not be reverted. Yeah. Usually. Uh, oh, my, my advice to you, uh, listener, uh, go for the fucking quality build, bro. Yeah. <laughs> my my go-to for every Souls game so far, a longsword, quality build. Uh, for those of you who are completely brand new, quality build means taking the strength and dexterity stats both to their soft cap. Um, every game is different, but it's usually around 40 points in each. Yeah. Um, it gives you a good variety. Yeah. 
get your uh, get your weapons upgraded to a path where strength and dex scale together. And then uh, and once they're both Bob's at uncle. once they're both at their soft cap, you can decide which one you want to put more into. Um, and also, if you're going to do a quality build, I recommend going for quality on like a new game plus. I think if you're going through your first playthrough, you should pick one, Strength or Dext. And then <laughs> when you get to New Game Plus and you continue to level up, level up the one that you didn't pick. Um, and you will notice a stark increase in your damage and the kinds of weapons that you're uh, able to use. And then once mm -hmm. they're both at 40, just, you know, pick whatever one <laughs> you like more and put more points into that. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But quality build is never a bad idea. It's pretty brain dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Shake my hand, shake my hand. I'll play, shake my hand, shake my hand. Uh, I'll play, shake my hand. Elden Ring comes out in 45 we minutes. Let's go, shake my hand. <laughs> Tip number nine. Don't let poison freak you out. <laughs> this is my advice <laughs> to you. Um, I actually was always freaked out by poison um once you're poisoned the th the thing is i think it's just easier to let yourself be poisoned there's and in fact there's like a strategy in in dark souls 1 where you actually poison yourself before going into the poison swamp in blight town poison yourself with an item because it gives you a less uh serious strain of poison that lasts longer and damages you less. So you don't have to worry about being poisoned. You're already poisoned, but you're taking way less damage than you would have if you just uh, gotten poisoned. Also, poison swamps are just a thing in, in the Soul series. Every Soul game has at least one. It's true. Elden Ring, I've heard, has many. <laughs> yeah. Um, Elden Ring has multiple poison areas and according to a Kotaku headline, the first one occurs like 90 seconds into the game. So. Well, let me, I'll just say this. Uh, don't worry about it too much. Poison is usually pretty mild. Yeah, poison doesn't actually deal as much damage as you might think and if you don't use any items to remedy it, it will go away pretty quickly. Now, now, now toxic. bleed. Now, to okay, toxic is actually you should be worried about. Um, <laughs> bleed and like frost build up and all that. Obviously, don't let that max out. Use your head. Poison, do not worry about. Yeah. Toxic, worry about toxic because toxic is actually kind of toxic. Kinda will uh, toxic will probably kill you before you have time to realize it. So sure, you're um, fine. Um. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, don't worry too much. Also, if you get cursed, uninstall the game. Uh, um, you don't get cursed. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's my don't, tip. Don't get cursed. My tip is, yeah, the tip is don't get cursed. <laughs> there are very few things in the game that can apply curse, but if you do yep. get cursed, uh, there are very few ways, even fewer ways, to remove curse, and curse permanently yep. halves your HP. So, yep. um... Uh, so don't get cursed. Don't get cursed. And this ties back into taking the master key, because if you take True. the master key in Dark Souls, you can skip the depths, which lets you skip the area that has the enemies that apply curse. Facts. Big brain plays.
um, yeah. Just, uh, uh yeah. being cursed. Just, uh, pay attention to status ailments. Uh, yep. if you see a bar, Wait, no. if you see a bar with a weird icon you don't recognize building up, it's probably bad. <laughs> yeah, Leave. so don't let that bar fill up all the way. <laughs> um, that's the advice. Disengage. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty, I'm sure that's like, you know, obvious, but, uh, you know, don't let the bar build up. That's it. You never, that's the tip. you never know. That's the tip. Don't let the bar build up. And now... Before I, do you have any more any more knowledge to share with us before I get to number ten? I think we've oh always kick down the ladder. <sighs> always kick down the ladder. Do not forget to kick down the <laughs> if ladder. There, if there's a ladder that you can kick down, kick it down. You'll be yeah. you'll be kicking yourself if you don't. <laughs> uh, my number ten tip. Uh, call a friend for help if you want. Uh, this is actually. My re reminding you that uh, Dark Souls has online co-op. It's a little obtuse, but it's a little weird. You do have to there. You have to use items in game to to get on it. If you want to find your friend, you can also use a password system, and it varies from game to game. Um, it also just depends on like server stability and and like internet connection and all that, but. I've, you know, I've, uh, helped some friends through Dark Souls before. It, again, it is not the easiest thing. Every game has their own kind of limitation on, like, how you can kind of interact. Like, I think in uh, Dark Souls 1, you're not allowed to use healing items if you, uh, join someone, someone's game in co-op. If you're summoned as a phantom... You're not allowed to use healing Estus flasks. I think the only way you can heal is by uh, using humanity, which is not ideal. Um, but I mean, if you're good at the game like I am, that's not a. <laughs> you know, if you're a real, <laughs> a if you're deal. a real gamer, like like <laughs> Jared over here. Yeah. Basically, if you got a friend that knows Dark Souls, call him up. Yeah. They might be able to help you. Hit him with the speed dial, 911. No, um, do not call 911. Don't call 911. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, It, it gets sure. easier in the later games, though. Uh, you can heal in Dark Souls 3. I don't know about Dark Souls 2, though. I think you can in Dark Souls 2. And it seems like it's getting a little easier with Elden Ring, but I have not used yeah. the online in Elden Ring yet. No, so. yeah, that's definitely... Definitely a, a good tip. Um, always be able to always summon a friend if you feel like you need to. Or, um, additionally, oftentimes uh, you're able to summon helpful NPCs. Um, and just, you know, it doesn't have to be. I, I still recommend summoning human players instead, unless it's like absolutely required. But um, yeah, jolly cooperation is never a bad idea it's a completely valid way to play the game and sometimes it even nets you some unique and useful items it's true and uh i also want to for i forgot about this but um put down messages oh yeah put down put down messages and uh like like or thumbs up like messages that you think are helpful yeah every game again every game has its own version of how messages work 
if you put down a message and people like it and they rate it up, it gives you perks and bonuses. You usually get a free heal out of it, or depending on the game, it's always different. Yeah. But if someone does like your message, you do get, you know, you get rewarded. And hell, it might even save you in a pinch. So absolutely figure out how to write a message. Write a few funny ones. Yeah, people make, like to thumbs up make, funny ones. Make some memes. Uh, a lot of funny ones get uh, thumbs up quite often. Along the same vein of putting down messages and reading messages, um, look at bloodstains. Um, bloodstains let you see the last few seconds of another player's life, um, and although you can't see the direct cause of their demise, you can infer that something killed this player around here um mm -hmm. maybe be a bit more careful you know yeah proceed with caution ties into you know taking your time um i think bloodstains is a very very cool feature um like no other game has actually done it it's like just synonymous with the soul series and i think it's awesome mm -hmm. so yeah definitely stay looking at bloodstains Sir, that's all I got. Yeah, I think that's about everything a, a new player would need to know. Um, if they're just obviously like jumping yeah. in generally. Uh, now, if you want my recommendation on which game is best for newcomers, uh, that would be Dark Souls Three, probably. Uh, other than Elden Ring, I guess. Um. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I feel like it's different for everyone who's, uh... I mean, for me, it was Dark Souls 1, and I still think that Dark Souls 1 really kind of kicks you in the teeth at first, but once mm -hmm. you get past that initial hump, I think it gets way easier. I actually think in terms of progression, Demon Souls is very simple. Um, sure. Demon Souls is hard, but... I think Demon Souls has a really, really tough start. But Demon Souls is really hard at the beginning, but it's the least obtuse. Yeah, it evens out though uh, towards the middle. I yeah. And then the end is actually pretty difficult. Though. I think once after you get past like maybe the thing about Demon Souls is you can do most of it in whatever order you want. Um, yeah. There's no correct order. There's definitely an order that is agreed upon to be like the ideal progression. Yeah. Um, but you can just say fuck all that and do whatever you want. Um, I think once you get past, like, Flame Lurker, I would say, like, you're you're over, like, the big hurdle. Yeah. Um, for the most not. part. Because the old King Alant is really, uh, <laughs> fucked up. Oh, dude. That He's boss. the only Souls boss that can de-level you. That's true. Old King Allen is indeed the only boss that can de-level you. He is that bitch. He is that bitch. I played Demon Souls blind uh, somewhere <laughs> around 2010. Um, Jesus. And let me tell you, <laughs> when I got to Old King Allant for the first time, and he hits you with that attack, the one where he just grabs you by the face, holds you up into the air, and you just 
in bright red text with an exclamation point on both sides, <laughs> soul level down. I literally shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse uh, me? <laughs> I would say that Demon Souls is maybe not the best Souls game to start with. I recommend Dark Souls 1. Dark Souls 3 is a little more straightforward. I think it, uh, every concession it makes to be more streamlined also, uh, comes with a fair amount of classic Souls game, uh, challenge, difficulty, that is, Certainly. uh, it's, it's, it's hard to get a grasp on unless you've, like, felt it before. Maybe not Dark Souls 2, because Dark Souls 2 is kind of weird. Dark Souls 2 is very weird. Um, it's also super punishing in the beginning. Yeah. Because the traditional method of healing, the Estus Flask, is very slow, and you can't use it very often. So you're forced to use Life Gems, which are also very slow. Bloodborne, if you have a, piece, a PS4 or PS5 and you uh, are hardcore, I think if you beat Bloodborne, you should have no problem finishing every other Souls game. I totally agree. And I also, I, I think... Like you said earlier, like getting used to the playstyle of Bloodborne kind of emboldens you a little bit. Yeah. Um. Definitely true. Um. Each one kind of has its own vibe. Um. Some might click with you better than others. Some may not click with you at all. I know people who don't like Dark Souls but love Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. So, it's. And I get it. <laughs> What's up? I, I said I get it. Yeah, I get it. Bloodborne is a completely different aesthetic and a completely different combat style. Yeah. So, you know, just uh, try all of them. Like, if you're looking to, you know, really sink your teeth into it, try all of them at some point, you know? No. Don't let one of them pass you by if you do like one of them. Now Elden Ring. Now Elden Ring. I do not know if this one will be a good one to start on. I will say that it draws on a lot of the tropes, obviously, from the original Souls series. Um, from everything that I have heard, if you've never played a Souls game, this is probably the game that could onboard you the best. Um, maybe. It's maybe. hard to say because every time you play it, Every time you play a Souls game that's not your first Souls game, like, after you understand Souls, I feel like you go into every other game with that knowledge, that foresight. Oh, you yeah. You know what to expect. Definitely. So, it's hard It's hard to come at any game and say, this is a good game for beginners, because... That's you know, true. We've, ar we've already... I think every, like, future Souls game, like, after your first one, is just easier and easier. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So I'd really, actually really like to know, uh, like, people who, who Elden Ring might be their first Souls game, if this, if this does, like, change their minds, if they do play it and understand how to play Souls games, finally. Yeah. But we'll see about that, because, well, they're definitely, 30 minutes from now, Patrick. <laughs> I know, dude. They're definitely not for everybody, but I think everybody should try them at least once. Yeah, I agree. You never, you never know. And, uh, yeah. There you go. Those That's are... All the tips uh, and tricks. Our beginner-friendly, uh, 
Soulsborn tips. Um, I hope to see all of you online. Good luck to those of you, of you picking up this series for the first time. And uh, we hope you enjoy it if you decide to pick it up, if this inspired you to pick it up. Hey, and uh, if you shout us out, <laughs> if you do, if you do pick up Elden Ring uh, as your first one because you think it looks dope, that's awesome. Uh, hope to see you out there because uh, Jared and I certainly will be playing it a lot. Um, okay. Is there? We're gonna be playing it. Is there crossplay? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. But maybe in the future. But, eh, that'd eh. be nice. I wish you bought it on PS Five. <laughs> <laughs> so we could play yeah, but... so we could play it together. Yeah. Just buy it again. I'll buy it again. It's probably it's probably <laughs> the it's probably the best game ever made, so buy it again. <laughs> it's probably the best game ever made, he says. Okay. I just I listen. I have, okay. I'm just going based on what <laughs> you know everybody else is saying. Yeah. Dog, what okay. if I what if I hate it? <laughs> what if what I, if it's the worst? What if I game? what if I literally don't like it at all? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> nah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like it. Yeah. Well. Till next time, gamers. Y'all have a good. And remember, all unsafe progress will be lost. Uh. Ah. Ah.